Hello and welcome to Lace and Cupcakes, a podcast for Lolitas by a Lolita. I'm your host, Grace. Thank you so much for joining us today, Miss Amori. Uh, may I ask what got you into Lolita fashion and how long you've been wearing it? Oh, geez. Um, so actually, I just did a collaboration video with um, a bunch of Lolitas on YouTube uh, talking about this very subject, but uh, the TLDR of it, because <laughs> it was a kind of long and convoluted uh, introduction, if you will. Uh, I started in the mid-2000s watching the anime uh, Rosin Maiden, um, and at the time, I just thought it was really cute, like, doll people fighting, you know, the untold evils. And um, a, a friend in passing said, hey, did you know that there's people who dress like that? And I was like, oh, that's super cool. Um, but I didn't really pay it any attention. Like, it, like it was just kind of like, oh, whatever. Like, I, like maybe, yeah, for cosplay, that's fine. You know, as, <laughs> as any person would uh, think at the time. But um, I, I ended up seeing a couple street snaps because I used to follow Tokyo Fashion a lot um, on their app. And mm -hmm. I would, I would always look, and then I actually saw people dress like that. And I was like, whoa, my friend was totally right. Like, holy crap. <laughs> and, um, so I started getting kind of into that and I didn't have a live journal or anything. Cause I wasn't actually allowed on the internet until I was like in high school when our, our class, uh, our school had the one-to-one -one laptop program. So every student got a laptop. Um, and I never really been online very much before that, except for like the occasional research paper. So I mm -hmm. was totally unaware that there were communities circulating around this until actually like fairly recently, like in 2015-ish. So I missed that whole live journal um, era. But um, when, I, when I taught in Japan for a while, um, I had the awesome opportunity to visit closet child in osaka which is where i've bought my Ooh. first piece um and it was really cool um i visited baby the star shine bright i visited uh metamorphose which immediately was like wow okay uh i have no choice but to stand this brand like even <laughs> before their plus size releases became like super big and popular i was like whoa hold on a minute <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i mean that's just kind of like the real real short rundown even though that was like a long rambly section <laughs> hey we all start somewhere and sometimes it's a winding path to really like get deep into the fashion oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. so the reason I brought you on is because of this stellar video that you released talking about how to order through Taobao. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and for anyone, for any newbies who might be listening, would you please share like what Taobao is? Yeah. So um, I've heard Taobao described as a couple different iterations of Western uh, websites, but I would say Taobao is probably the closest to like a Chinese Amazon. So it's not necessarily um, like uh it's not necessarily a like Lolita specific website. In fact, it isn't. Like I can full stop say it is not a Lolita specific website. It it literally is just a collection of a bunch of stores uh, together and using Taobao as a storefront. 
um, kind of like Etsy, but not necessarily just handmade. Like you can get really anything on there. I've seen food, uh, baby stuff, like really any household thing that you would find at Target or Walmart. Um, so that okay. to call it basically Chinese eBay is kind of accurate, um, which is what I see it mostly referred to. But I would say it's probably closest to like a Chinese Amazon. Yeah, because they sell new, mostly new stuff, too. Yeah, right? and a lot of the brands that are indie are handmade. So it's not that you're, like, you know, supporting only factory work. Um, but it's not... And, and that's like Amazon. You can find handmade stores on there as well. So, um, But eBay has a collection of, like, secondhand stuff, which is more what Xianyu is. Um, which is oh. like the sister website to Taobao, um, which is all, like basically a Mercari or a Poshmark for um, uh, secondhand clothing. Okay. So ordering from Taobao is intimidating for many Lolitas, mm -hmm. despite guides already existing. Why are some why are why are some of your theories as to why that is? So I think first and foremost. Um, it's a language barrier thing, even though, you know, there's a lot of web browsers like Chrome or even Edge that will mm -hmm. automatically translate for you. Um, just like when you first visit the homepage, everything, if you don't speak Chinese or read Chinese, it's, it's super intimidating because you're just like, wow, I have no idea what any of this says. And um, like I grew up lucky enough to be uh, bilingual. Spanish is technically my first language, um, but since both of my parents are bilingual, I had the opportunity to grow up um, fully immersed in Spanish and English. So I, I see the same reaction when um, like I put on a Spanish Disney movie with English subtitles. Uh, people get really overwhelmed that it's like, wow, this is all in a different language. How am I going to understand it? It's like, well, I mean, there's translations available like right there, but the just the the immediate immersion in a new language uh, can be kind of intimidating. And the, the way the shops are laid out is not necessarily something that we're used to in um, American websites. You know, usually we have at the top like, oh, shirts, pants, uh, dresses, uh, shoes, accessories. This you actually have to go to each shop individually, very specifically, um, you have to do a lot more research uh, looking for things rather than having everything just kind of laid out. Like if you were to go on Devil Inspired or something like that. Okay. And you basically answered this with the last answer. But um, why did you create a guide detailing on how to order through, uh, through a shopping service with Taobao? Yeah. And, and of course, some of it is to break down those barriers. Um but I also felt like um, a lot of guides that I've seen kind of go into it with the the assumption that you that you kind of have dipped your toes in the water before um, that you've you've you know you've heard of Taobao you've investigated Taobao um, but you may not necessarily know how to order one hundred percent and I know I've heard so many people talking about shopping service specifically they're like okay Taobao is well and good but how do I use a shopping service and that's kind of what I wanted to focus on um is the bridge between you found something on Taobao that's wonderful excellent love that but how do I get it <laughs> 
And that's why I really liked how in your video, you really focused on that one specific shopping service as opposed to throwing a whole bunch in people's faces. So we could really just focus on the one get a feel for it, and then, like, you know, maybe branch out to others in the future. Yeah, and each shopping service has pros um, and cons, and it's all about personal preference. So I personally like to use 42Agent um, just because that's what I started in and that's what I feel most comfortable in. But I have dabbled in other shopping services, and I definitely can say that I 100% see where everybody comes from when they say this is my favorite shopping service because, and it's all up to you to decide uh, what you like in a shopping service, what you feel most comfortable in a shopping service, and um, basically your preference on how to navigate. Now, this isn't something that a lot of people really talk about, like, but why do you think it's important for Lolitas to have access to sites like Taobao? So I think it's really cool. Um, it, the Lolita economy, if you will, if we're going to get a little uh, hoity-toity in our language here. <laughs> um, the, the Lolita economy is very much dictated not only by secondhand sales, but by releases as well and by their perceived value. Um, so... If I'm talking, if I'm coming at it from a purely economical aspect, I think having access to Taobao keeps the so-called economy in check. Um, you're always going to get people who uh, resell, and I know that there's, you know, controversy on some resellers on how much they upcharge, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but having access to that quote wholesale Taobao price um, really allows you to make informed purchasing decisions. Um, and this is not only just for necessarily newbies who are um, looking for, a, you know, a nice inexpensive first coordinate just to test the waters and see if they truly like the fashion or not. Um, but it also helps in, in like the secondhand world. Um, first of all, because a lot of Taobao stores, uh, category like uh what's it like archive i guess is the best way to describe it that they keep all of their original listings up so you have all the information there similar to how lullaby works but um mm -hmm. it also gives you a point of reference with um not only pricing but they usually keep up the size charts they keep up all of the um like the detailing and the 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 contents of the actual item including like you know fabric content so I think that's super important um, in terms of like purely, you know, bookkeeping portions of it. But in terms of the impact on the community as a whole, I think offering personally, I actually really, really like Taobao Prince. Um, I think that having that indie community that we can support, not only just Western, but also Eastern and all over the world, um, those indie brands that don't necessarily get the same recognition as, you know, Angelic Pretty or <laughs> Innocent World or um, Wa Moitier, those kind of things. Um, having those options of supporting independent creators uh, from all over is a really important thing to have in my opinion okay um i just came up with a question as well that is not on the list and if you it might be a little complex and i understand if you don't want to answer it or if you later on want me to edit it out um but i've also seen some discussion about how using just the word talbao to describe 
like an article of clothing and a coordinate rundown as problematic. Um, would you care to explain why that is? Yeah, or? actually, I have. You have come to the right person. I have a lot of opinions about this. <laughs> <laughs> so I have personally, I'm just going to start off because I don't, I don't want to get absolutely dragged for this. I'm going to start off by saying there have been times in my coordinate rundowns that I have put Taobao um, to describe a piece. And that is usually 99% of the time I do that. It is because I purchased the item secondhand and the original seller didn't remember a, where they got it from, or they got it secondhand and the, you know, they don't know where it came from, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that same. is when I don't I know the it. origin. Oh, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I said, same. If I don't know the origin, it's like, it came from this source, but I don't know how to track it down to the original yes, seller. Especially when they don't have like a stock image when they put it in like the like on Lace Market or something. And you're just like, oh, cool. I have mm -hmm. a perfect example. I have a pearl rosary. And like, and I'm just like, well, it looks like something that maybe Red Maria or Ruby Rabbit might have put out. But I mean, there are hundreds of accessory shops on Taobao. So for me to, you know ascribe a name to it is dishonest and also can remove the credit from the artist which leads me on to my next point uh if you do know who uh, um produced the piece uh, calling it just by taobao is basically like wearing a cute shirt and say i got it from macy's um yes you yeah. did get it from macy's but that is the store that you got it from and not the brand so you know being being sure to give attribution to the artists who created this piece because like i said before these are not just uh like factory made pieces some of these pieces like my favorite brand on talbo um they make these pieces by hand and they design them by hand and the prints are made all unique and they're all original and for you, if you do know who the the artist who originally created or the the studio who originally put it out, to rob them of their you know individual unique brand um, is kind of a little bit, in my opinion, a little bit kind of shady and kind of scummy, honestly, because you're 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 stealing attribution from them, and they work so hard to produce that for you. Um, in in the like. You know, if you don't know who it is, that's fine. But if you do know who it is, I, I sincerely ask that you either research, um, use the what is this dress uh, um, Lolita group on Facebook. If you if you're just like, hey, you know, I have this item. Can somebody identify it? And if nobody can identify it, then, you know, OK, then unfortunately, the piece is unknown and maybe one day you'll find out. And also, I think another good option is like for a person to, who posts it, even if they don't think to post it to the, what is this dress for even an accessory or something. Um, if they do just put Taobao in there, if somebody else knows what it is and they comment like, hey, that brooch is from such and such shop, um, then that person could edit the initial post and put that, put that in the rundown. And then they also know in the future. And it really helps also, I think, foster more community and discussion within you know, the community yeah, as well. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and I have the same gripe to a lesser degree with people, um, and this is tangentially related, but when when people put like uh, JSK, Angelic Pretty, 
And it's like, yes, but I want to know what the name of the piece is. <laughs> like, especially if it's like a solid, like old school print that, or not print, obviously it's a solid piece, but like a, like a solid old school piece that I'm just like, wow, okay, cool. I really like that. Like, do you by chance know? And if you don't know, you don't know, but you know, especially like, you know, you post British bear and you're just like, JSK, Angelic Pretty. And I'm like, okay, cool. But like... <laughs> Is that British Bear? <laughs> is that an innocent world version of it that maybe I'm not aware of? Is that et cetera, et cetera? Is that the Alice Girl version? Who knows? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think it's it's really important to give the artists the proper credit they deserve because they deserve that credit. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm trying to remember which question I asked last. <laughs> Uh, so I already asked you why it's important for Lolita to have access to sites like yes. about, right? Okay. All right. That bit's getting edited <laughs> out. <laughs> All right. So moving along, what are your five favorite Taobao brands? Oh, now we're getting to the real hardball questions. So anybody <laughs> who knows me, especially on the Lolita Amino, will <laughs> 1000% tell you Sleep Doll is my number one favorite Taobao brand. Um, it is probably the least expensive brand I have ever come across on Taobao. Um, I have several pieces from them. My skirts are about $7 a piece. My JSKs are $9. And like my blouses are around five to six dollars a piece. Like th this is real economically friendly. Um, obviously, the the quality is not going to be you know your standard brand. But uh, since I try wearing Lolita as everyday wear, having pieces that are um, you know really nice and durable, but also cute, functional, and if I destroy it, I'm not weeping over $400 lost. Um, it's, yes. <laughs> it's really what their basics are beautiful. Oh, hello. Their basics are beautiful. Um, they, they have really, they're actually pretty decently sized. Most of it is one size, but I, I sit at a 102 centimeter bust currently and I can fit into a random JSK that they put out, which is pretty impressive for a one size fits most quote unquote um, Taobao piece because usually I don't have the privilege of even the sized pieces to fit me. <laughs> so um, Sleep Doll is number one. Um, I definitely love uh, like Yidra and Ruby Rabbit. Um, those are going to be my two favorite, like legwear and accessory shops. Um, I really love Two Alice. I think they have some really cool, um, interesting, unique pieces from everywhere. They have like really cool accessories. They have really cool, um, like like main pieces. Um, and then probably for my last one, I, geez, that's a really good question, actually. Um, I would probably have to say Crucius, um, like Crucius Cross. Also, some people call it Universal Tailor Company. That is probably going to be my, like, top five. Okay. Um, also, you mentioned that we generally have to go to each shop individually. Uh, 
after the recording, would you be open to messaging me the links to those shops so we can have them in the oh, show yeah, notes for absolutely. people? Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, all right. And so, and those prices are that you gave off for Sleep Doll. It's like, ooh, I need I to check that out because I could use I'm some I'm so dolls. scared to talk about them sometimes <laughs> in a public space because um, I, and I don't know if this is just a translation, but um, I, there was, there's a translation on some of the pieces that say uh, something along the lines to, I price my things very inexpensively and don't make a very much of a margin um, because like I want to have people enjoy and from what I understand the model who models all of the pieces is the person who makes them which I think is so cool and so cute but I'm also I have that double-sided edge of uh the selfish part of me goes I don't want people to know about this because this is my gem (laughs) but the other side of me goes well I'm worried that all of a sudden giving them mass appeal would overwhelm them but I also really want them to succeed because I love their work so much. Like one of my favorite JSKs is from there. It's cats who are dressed up as like like gentlemen and, and gentlewomen and like in dresses and in um, in pants. And they're just like kittens. And there's a little tagline that says like kittens, 99... Um, like 99 pounds please don't adopt just one because they will be lonely and i just i just i just i couldn't i love him (laughs) i love them so much (laughs) they are the cutest cats and they're just my precious children and ever since then i was just totally hooked on the brand they're just they're so good (laughs) the dress is still available if you're interested (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll tell you this. The podcast is still fairly small, but it keeps growing. So I imagine, you know, the person won't be immediately small. Because I want them to grow, but I I also don't want them to get so overwhelmed that they're just like, I can't do this. (laughs) Yeah. So as more people come to the podcast and listen to the episode and stuff, then it'll grow over time. But um, yeah. So I hope everyone does check them out, but also don't rush them. <laughs> don't be me and give them a $150 um, right. order every other month. <laughs> oh, they might be getting one from me soon. <laughs> um, all right. So what are your top three tips for Lolita's new to shopping on Taobao? Top three tips is um, come with a plan because it's very easy to get starry eyed and go, oh, I love this. I love that. Love the, especially with the prices because we all stand a good deal. Um, So definitely come Mm -hmm. with a idea of things that you need for your wardrobe. Um, Do not neglect your filler pieces. (laughs) Um, Or if you have, if you found a piece, uh, make sure to make a coordinate around, at least one coordinate. I would say if you can come up with five different ways to wear, and this is for like, you know, a little bit, not necessarily beginner beginner but you know when you're starting to get into that beginner phase of true exploration making sure that you can come up at least with three to five different outfit ideas when looking at a piece um and also don't be afraid to shop around um if you see a piece that you like on one uh you know on one store 
goodness gravy, I'm sorry. Um, if you see a piece that you like on one <laughs> store, um, you don't have to just buy from that one store. Uh, if you buy a piece from Alice Girl, you can buy accessories from Bread Maria. You can buy legwear from Yidra. You know, be diversified. But I would say in an order to keep your shipping costs down, um, keeping it to maybe two to three shops will help you with uh, with like local freight because some some brands do offer free shipping within China to the shopping service and some brands do not. So keeping an eye on that. All right. And in your video, you mentioned ordering stationery for your brand. Um, would you like to shout yeah, out your brand um, here? So I have a brand called Misundre. Um, it is a brand that I started um, before I truly got into Lolita fashion again. Um, so I do a lot of uh, illustration work and I do graphic design. I do holographic uh, vinyl decals uh, for basically any surface. I put them on my car personally, but any smooth surface. Um, I am actually starting. I have um, some orders on the way. I will be doing more accessories. Um, I used to do just ribbon hair bows, but now I'm actually going to fully invest in traditional Lolita hair bows as well as uh, rectangle headdresses. And I am actually in the process of starting my own uh, like brand brand. Uh, I have some print designs that I'm in the works of. Um, I'm just trying to find a good uh, printing place, I guess, if you would call it, to make the fabric. And I hope you know, soonish I'll have a couple working prototypes to uh, flaunt off, if you will. Okay. And are there any other platforms you'd like to share where listeners can learn yeah, more um, about so you? Yeah, so my YouTube channel, Maury Mademoiselle, uh, that's kind of the most where where the most of my interactive content is um i do have an instagram um that i try and post to regularly but sometimes uh, life gets in the way um i do you'll find me the most active on the lolita amino so if you're part of amino or if you're looking for a really fun community where um the people there are absolutely wonderful very informative. There's a lot of different chat rooms that you can go into that are specific to certain interests. Um, that is where I will 100% be most active. So if you're interested in either asking me questions or even just finding a wonderful community to be a part of, I would definitely say join us on the Amino. Okay. And, uh, for anyone who's listening, we'll have all those links in the show notes, along with the link to Miss Maury Mademoiselle's uh, YouTube video for how to shop from Taobao. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Is there anything else you'd like to no, share with um, the I listeners? No, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for having me. It's been an absolute wonderful pleasure. And uh, I look forward to continue listening to your podcast. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening and thank you for becoming a guest. I, the listeners are all part of the community and it really helps the community to grow. And I like to put spotlights on people in the community who are doing really cool things Thanks. like this video. <laughs> and all right. Well, thank you so much for being on here and I'll see you on the thank Amino. <laughs> Bye. 
Thank you for listening to Lace and Cupcakes. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you would rate and review the podcast on your podcatcher of choice. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find the show on Instagram at Lace and Cupcakes Pod and on Facebook at Lace and Cupcakes Podcast. See you next time.